Thanks for tuning in to the New Life South Coast podcast. We want to extend an invitation to sit in live with us during our weekend service. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message inspires you, but also challenges you in your walk with God. For more information, visit our website at newlifesouthcoast.com. Now here's Pastor Marco with an encouraging word. So we have come to the conclusion of 40 days of prayer. Um, I mean, you would say you've seen God do some things the last 40 days. Pray. You know, it's not the end. I hope you know that. It's the beginning. You know, it's about creating that appetite for prayer and learning that prayer is not your last resort. It's your first response. And that prayer should be the norm in the Christian life. That prayer is the greatest outlet that we have. That when you find yourself worried, it's time to pray. You find yourself sick, it's time to pray. You find yourself fearful, it's time to pray. You find yourself joyful, it's time to pray. And in all situations, circumstances, that's why I love this last card for our session here. It says, never stop praying. Never stop praying. We should quit a lot of things, but we should never quit praying. You know, quit Negative people, but don't quit praying. Quit Facebook, but don't quit praying. Y'all ain't going to talk to me this morning. Um, we got to quit the right things and persist on the right things. And that's why this is a bonus talk this morning about persevering in prayer. Because as we embark on this 40 days, I know that there are some of you that are saying, why doesn't God just answer the first time I pray? Or why is God delaying on my prayer request? It's important to understand that persistence is part of God's will for you. And I want to do a talk today about persevering prayer and show you, hopefully, that God has a plan through even delays. Even when you think, Nothing is happening. I believe God's working. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to read from Luke chapter 11, verse 9 and 10. These are Jesus' words to us this morning. And he says this. So I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. That's a promise from Jesus himself. That some things you're going to have to persevere through prayer until you see it done. We've seen you do it before, you'll do it again. Because you, God, are faithful, can you say amen? amen? The Bible goes on to say this in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. It says, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Devote yourselves to prayer. It means that I immerse myself in prayer. It's not something that I do once in a while. It's part of me. Devotion is when I am immersed in something, committed to something. And notice it says with an alert mind. Why is that important? Because sometimes we have a tendency to go on pilot mode. 
Right? We have a tendency to coast. He's saying, no, no, you got to be intentional about prayer. How many of you know if you're waiting to feel like praying, you're never going to pray? You have to pray on purpose. You don't pray when you feel like it. How many of you know you can't let your feelings dictate your faith? Your faith must dictate your feelings. So you pray with an alert mind. You are intentional about praying. You are devoted to praying with a thankful heart. Can you say amen? So I want to talk to you today about persistency. Why is it important to stay persistent in prayer? And if you're taking notes, I'm going to get right into it. Number one is if, if we're going to see the will of God, we have to understand that number one reason why we have to be persistent is that it keeps me focused on God. Persistency keeps me grounded and focused on God. How many know the greatest gift you can give someone that you care about is the gift of attention? How many know, parents, that our kids don't need, you know, material gifts more than they need us? They need us more than they need another thing, right? How many know you can give your kids a ton of stuff but they can, their heart can still be empty if you're not giving them you because they need you. How many know that in a healthy marriage, it's not how many necklaces you can buy, but it's so much time that you're spending with each other and building each other up. Because the greatest commodity that we all have is the commodity of time. You can't, you can't get time back that you spent. You ever find yourself watching something that was terrible and you're like, this was a waste of my time? Just happened to me. I watched something on Netflix. I'm like, oh, I'll never get that time back. (laughs) Thought it was going to be so good. And I was such a letdown because your time just got wasted. Right? God, my friends, wants our attention. God wants us. More than anything else. God created us to spend time with us. Just like you love to spend time with people that you care about. Right? Don't you remember when you first fell in love? You'd be on that phone like, you hang up? (laughs) Nah, you hang up. Girl, you tired? Because you've been running through my mind all day. See, some of y'all need to bring that back into your relationships, all right? Taking each other for granted, that's why, you know, you're stuck. But God wants your attention. God wants you more than anything else. Watch this. Psalm 105 says, search for the Lord and for his strength continually seek him. Sometimes God will delay just to spend time with you. Just to draw you closer to him. Just to make sure that you know that the goal of prayer is not necessarily to get the things you think you want. The goal of prayer is to get the one who is the source of every single thing that you need in your life, and that's God. So the number one reason that God wants you to be persistent is to be focused on Him so you understand He is the focus of your life. Can you say amen? Number two... The reason why we need to be persistent in prayer is that persistency teaches me about myself. How many know we learn more 
through trials than we do when things are easy. How many know the real us comes out when we are in an emergency or in a bind? So persistency doesn't just give me closer to God, but God uses those moments to teach us and to reveal things about us. Some prayers take a long time to be answered. There's some things in my life that I've been praying for years. But I mean, you know that when God doesn't change a circumstance, he's changing you to deal with the circumstance. God is way more concerned with your character than he's concerned with just giving you gifts. Just like you as a parent, you're way more concerned with developing your kid's character than you are in giving them just gifts for the sake of giving them gifts. While you're praying, understand God's working on you. I want to give you an example of this in the book of Zechariah. I love this, this, this verse. Watch this. God said, I will bring that group through the fire and make them pure. I will refine them like silver and purify them like gold. They will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say, these are my people. And they will say, the Lord is our God. How many know that? Persistency is God's way of purifying us. Did you know this? That there's a way to test gold and to see the, the, how pure gold is. You know that when, when they deal with gold, what they do is they intensify the fire. The higher the fire, the more you're removing the impurities and the draws from the gold itself. And did you know this? The research shows me that the silversmith, the man or the woman working on the gold, will continue to bring the fire up until the silversmith is able to see his own reflection on the gold. How many know that God wants to take us through the process of purification until he can see himself in us? Until he can see that we are becoming more like him and less like ourselves. I pray you understand this today. God will bless you, but first he must test you. How many know that life is a test? You're in a test right now. And we have different tests that God wants to take us through. And the bottom line is God tests us in order to bless us. Right? If you give up praying in the middle of your test, then you won't learn anything. The key is to go through the test so you can have a testimony at the end of your test, whatever that test is. And I want to shed light on some of the tests that God brings in the moments of perseverance. What do you learn when God is delaying his answer? The first thing is God is testing our priorities. How many know that sometimes something that feels urgent is not necessarily a priority? Oh, come on now. How many know that it is in the test of priorities that I'm able to see my motives more clear? How many know that sometimes in a moment, I may think I want something, but it was just a feeling of the moment. So God wants to know, does this thing can withstand the test of time that you really want this thing? How, can we be honest for a second? How many know it's not smart to shop when you're hungry? How many know a Slim Jim looks really good when you're hungry? Don't snap into a Slim Jim. But think about it. 
the test of priority. God wants to give you your deepest desires, but he has to take you through the test of perseverance to understand, is this really your deepest desire? How many are mature enough with the Lord that you're thankful that he didn't answer all your prayers because some of your prayers would have got you in trouble? Come on, can we have an honest moment for a second? Right? I mean, you know that God was like, girl, that's just a Slim Jim. He's looking good right now because you're emotionally hungry, but I care too much about you to give you a Slim Jim. Y'all ain't going to talk to me this morning. I mean, you know, when you come to your senses, you're like, eat ugly. He was always ugly. You were just hungry. What were you thinking? I don't know. You were hungry. <laughs> Understand, my friends, the test of priority is because he cares about you, not just the feeling of the moment. He wants to know, listen, do you know what we're getting ourselves into here? See, we think about the moment, God thinks about eternity. God's like, I want to bless you forever, not just for a moment. So he wants to be your first desire. See, I believe this with all my heart. There's nothing that God doesn't want to give you if you put him first. There's nothing that he doesn't want to give you. Watch this. Right? His, I love this promise in Psalm 37. It says this, take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. So there's nothing that God doesn't want to give you. What he wants to do is to test your priorities because when he blesses you with your heart desire, it's supposed to bless you forever. And it's supposed to be a thing that's going to keep you closer to him, not away from him. The second thing that God tests in the moments of, the, of, of delay is to test my maturity. In other words, where do I need to grow up? How many know in delay, God is poking us in certain areas? How do I know this? Because I have kids. How many know kids throw tantrums because they don't know how to wait? Immaturity don't know how to wait. But how many know that when I don't wait, I cut corners? And when I cut corners, I always end up in a dead-end street. Because God's will for me is to wait upon him. Because he said, those who wait upon me, I will renew their strength. I will bless them. I will persevere with them. And I will make sure that they're good for eternity. Now, here's a, 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 a mature moment here, my friends. The number one reason, the number one reason where we have a lot of problems is our inability to wait. How many know it's because we lack patience that, and we end up settling? My friend, write this down. Patience is a mark of maturity. In delay, God is trying to mature us, teaching us patience, teaching us to wait upon his time. And I, and I hope you understand this today. It's important. There's a difference between delay and denial. God's delay is not necessarily his denial. When you tell your kids to wait, you're not denying them. You're teaching them what's important and what's priority. And you're teaching them that in life, 
timing is critical. You're teaching them that you don't want to raise a Barbie who thinks they're entitled to stuff. Right? You're teaching them that, that there is a time and a place for everything. And, and, and if that's true for us, so much more does our Heavenly Father wants to teach us what really matters. I don't know about you, but God teaches me a lot through being a parent. Because when my kids are throwing a tantrum, I'm impatient. I'm getting upset. And then I hear that voice going, yeah, what about you, though? What about you? Oh, y'all don't. Okay, okay, all right. Okay. Whatever. God knows best. So God knows when, he knows what, and he knows who should come into your life. When you're waiting, God is working. Trust him. It's not time to complain. It's time to trust. I know sometimes in these moments we feel alone. And we feel like I don't feel God. And these are the moments, my friends, that you have to make up your mind. Am I going to depend on my feelings or am I going to depend on God's words and his promises? Because this is only a test. Question is, will you do the right thing without supervision? That's a good word. Because the goal of a parent is to raise up a child that one day will be able to make decisions and choices without having to be monitored at all times. That's our goal, right, as parents. My prayer is that my kids, by the time they get to high school, they can be in, in these environments where they're going to feel the pressure to, 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 to settle. They're going to feel the pressure to kind of like, you know, fit into someone's mold. I pray that there's enough in them to be able to say, wait a minute, I know who I am in the person that God has created me to be. So I'm not going to settle. And I think sometimes God withdraws from us just to say, can I, can I see what's in you? Have we built something in you to withstand the tests of time? Can you say amen? Watch this. Second Chronicles 32 shows you the heart of God in, deny, in, in delay. Look, God withdrew from Hezekiah, which was a king, in order to test him and to see was, what was really in his heart. God doesn't go by outward appearance, my friends. God goes straight to the heart. God knows our motives, our intentions, and he wants to purify it to the point that he's actually going to bless us in the long, in the long haul. Can you say amen? amen? So listen, this is really powerful. The test of desire, the test of priority, the test of maturity is part of God's reason why you need to persevere. Pastor Rick Warren, who is the pastor behind this curriculum, as I told you last week, says this. He says, we are interested in the pain. God is interested in the root of the pain. In other words, God wants to get to the root of your pain so you don't find yourself in the same cycle again. See, why get you out of something if you're going to go right back into it? And so Pastor Rick Warren says this, we want to feel the ease, but God wants to heal the disease. He wants to get to the root. So it comes down to this. It comes down to this question, my friends. Am I willing to let God change me and not just my circumstance? Because if a circumstance has changed but I didn't change, sooner or later I'm going to find myself in the same position again. So it's critical that in persevering 
And in waiting, I trust that God is changing me. And I give him green light to change me in every area. Watch this. Romans 6, 13 says this. It says, do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Can you say Amen. So God is more interested in changing me than it is in changing circumstances. I want him to be the center of my will. See, God, when he begins working on you, he's not satisfied until he sees you become more like him. God doesn't want you to stay self-centered. He wants you to be selfless. Praying persistently will test your faith. But these are the moments where one of the core values of this church is we must learn to put principles over feelings. How many know your feeling can lie to you? Someone didn't come to church today because they didn't feel like it. But how many know the devil is a liar because if I don't feel like it, I still come. So, So in a way... You have to understand, when you begin to build an appetite for prayer, you're building an appetite to become more like God. And that's his ultimate goal in life, is that you become more like him. Amen? Now, God always answers prayers. He just doesn't answer it in the way that we want him to. And Pastor Rick Warren lays it out very simple here, and I really like this. He says, listen, God always answers prayer in these four ways. Okay? He said, usually it's four ways, but it may not be the way you want him to answer. He says, number one way that God answers prayer is if, if my request is not right, God says no. How many know that no is an answer? How many know, parents, that we, we say no more than we say yes? Is it because we don't like our kids? No, actually, because we love our children... We say no, because we know not every request is right. And you don't know if your request is right or not until you spend some time with him. And you understand that he has the best interest in mind for you. Can you say amen? amen. Number two, here's a, here's, a, here's a heavy one. Sometimes an answer to prayer is, when I am not right, God says grow. How many know that your character is more important to him? That he's like, I'm not going to give you something that's going to trip up your character. So you need to grow in this delay. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but if you're not right, God is saying it's time to grow. It's time to grow. And that's where maturity comes in. We can kick and scream or we can yield to his will. Number three way that God answers prayer is, when the timing is not right, God says slow. That's so good. The timing must be right. Did you know this? We're getting ready to celebrate Christmas again. The Bible says in the fullness of time, God sent Jesus. The fullness meaning not early, not late. Right on time, God sends Jesus. Did you know that some breakthroughs need to happen at the right time? I'll give you an example, my own life. 
There are things in my life that I prayed for, but God made sure that I had to grow first before he gave me something so I can handle it. I remember moving here. I was wrestling with God for two years prior to figuring out what was next for my life. And I felt like I was in a transition mode. I didn't know exactly what that was. But today I look back on my life. Next month will make five years that we moved to New Bedford to start this church. But I, I, I believe this with all my heart. If I would have done it two years earlier, I would have missed God's timing. It's so critical to be on God's timing to do his will so you can see the results being produced right in front of you. There's another scripture that says his timing is perfect. It may, be not, it may not be your timing, but it's his timing and it's perfect for your life. Can you say amen? amen? And number four, when my request, my character, and the timing are all lined up, then God says go. And when he says go, man, it's green light all the way. And he blesses you every step of the way. So God... Is for you. There's no question about it. He's working on you right now without you even realizing it. And everything that he's doing is for your good. He said, I have a plan for you. It's to prosper you. It's to give you hope. It's to give you future. But guess what? Trust my timing. Trust my delay. I want to say it again. God's delay is not God's denial. It's him wanting to make sure that your life is fully and truly blessed. With no regrets. Can you say amen? amen. And so I want to I encourage you again. Listen. Never stop praying. Never stop praying. Never stop praying. Don't you quit before you see your breakthrough. Don't you quit before you see the fullness of God's will in your life. And I want to end here by sharing Galatians 6.9 with you guys. I love this, this promise from Galatians. It says this, it says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Don't get tired of praying. Don't get tired of knocking. Don't get tired of seeking. Don't get tired of coming to God. And don't take matters into your own hands. Keep pounding heaven and keep believing God for his timing because his timing is perfect. You see, the steps of a righteous man, the Bible says, is ordered by God. So nothing happens by coincidence or mistake in your life if you are in tune with his will. Right? I hate to see people get so close to a breakthrough and give up because they just didn't persevere enough. And so we're coming to the end of this 40 days. It's just the beginning of learning to persevere. Of learning to stay committed and rooted to him and not our feelings and not our emotions. We have to learn through our prayer life to make our emotions submit to God and not us submit to our emotions and our feelings. Because feelings are fleeting, but God is faithful through every situation and circumstance. Can you say amen? So would you stand with me today? I want to pray for you this morning. I want to pray that you become stubborn the right way. We're from New England. We're stubborn people. We're stubborn. We just need to channel our stubbornness towards the right things. Let's be stubborn about praying. 
until we see the will of God being done. You know, there's some things we need to stop being stubborn about, but let's be stubborn about being faithful and committed. Like the widow who kept coming to the judge and kept, and kept nagging the judge until the judge is like, man, you're so persistent. I got I to gotta do this for you. That was an example that Jesus gave us about persistency in prayer. It's to not give up. It's to not lose heart. But it's to keep pounding heaven and knowing that he's faithful to hear all our prayers. Amen? Amen. Listen. Prayer is God's way of keeping us in communication with him. But, but you have to understand this. Everything I share with you today in the last few weeks, it only works if Jesus has the right place in your life. Jesus cannot be a side note for him to do his will in your life. It can't be a Sunday morning thing. It can't be that I'm just, you know, reaching out when I'm in a, in a bind. No, it's, it's a relationship. Because just like us parents, we bless our kids because we have a relationship with them. And we know them. And we walk with them. And we understand them. That's the same way, spiritually speaking. God wants a relationship. That when he blesses you, he knows he's blessing you for eternity. How many know no one likes those people who come to us just when they want something from us? But we're more prone to give someone something when we have a relationship, an ongoing relationship with them that we know we, we, we have a connection. So it's critical that Jesus is the center of my life. Because he's not going to bless your life if he's not going to get the glory through it. If it's not going to be about his will being done. So it's important as we wrap this 40 days of prayer that you make Jesus the Lord of your life. Again, I'm not talking about being religious. I'm talking about being in a relationship with the Lord. When you walk with him. When you talk with him, he talks back to you. When, when Monday, you're still in communion with him. On Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. And Sunday, you come to get replenished and continue on this journey. So, the most important prayer you will ever pray in your life is the prayer to invite Jesus into your life, to make him the Lord of your life, the Savior of your life, the, the, the one who is the center stage. And I want to give you the privilege to make the greatest prayer of your life. If you've never prayed this prayer or if you've been away from God, this is your time to get right with him. So, with every head bow, eyes closed, I want, I want us to pray together. If you're here today, you're like, I don't have a relationship with the Lord. I, I think you're talking to me. Or maybe you're like, man, I've been away from church. I've been away from God. I've been doing my own thing. Well, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of reconciliation. Today is the day of healing. Today is the day of bridging that gap between what we know and what we're doing. And I want to pray right now that Jesus will come into your life. Will adopt you into his family. You see, Jesus paid for your sins on the cross and his blood was shed for you so that you can have his blood running through your veins so you can say I am a child of God I don't just go to church I have a relationship with him so I'm going to pray this prayer if that's you today would you pray this with me we're all going to pray together but especially you if you if you've never asked Jesus to be your lord of your life if you've been away from him this is your moment the bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is lord he will come into your life forgive you of your sins and begin a new relationship with you. So let's pray together. Would you say with me, would you say, Father, I heard you this morning and I want to respond 
Jesus, I pray that you would come into my life. Forgive me my sins. Be the Lord of my life. Be my Savior. From this day forward, I no longer live in my own will. I want to live in your will. I want to be filled with your spirit. And I pray that your will will be done in my life. Jesus, have your way in me, but also through me. And I pray in your name. Amen. 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 Now the Bible says if you pray that prayer for the first time, you become a new person. Jesus comes and takes residence in you now. And he says, now let's do this together. It's a journey. It's a journey. It's a beautiful journey. It's the greatest thing you will ever do with your life. And the Bible says that the whole heaven rejoices with you when you turn to God. And we have a gift for you. If you pray that prayer for the first time to my right here, we have some Bibles for those who pray for the first time. It's a gift to you to help you understand what you just did. And then these guys will love to follow up with you and help you grow in this knowledge of who Jesus is. And I want to thank God for your life today. So would you allow me to thank God for you? If you pray that prayer for the first time when you're coming back to God, can I just see your hand where you are? I just want to thank God for you. God bless you. And God bless you. God bless you guys over here. All the way in the balcony. God bless you. I see you guys on the side. Come on, there's so many hands. We thank God. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to connect with us, you can find us at newlifesouthcoast.com for any further information.